it so I love you too much to forsake you I want to bless you and embrace you You gotta come to me cause I don't chase you But I suggest you choose me but I won't make you That's how you get your break Cause I really needed it Felt your present out that I'm finally obedient Greetings in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We thank God for another evening and his grace and mercy unto everybody, his blessings unto everybody. And this is Wednesday, and I know everybody just getting out of Bible study. Most of them are done with Bible study by now. And we do our Bible studies on Thursday night at Heaven's Harvest Ministries. But on tonight, we just glad. Good day. Weather was good today. And we had some exciting stuff at the Pinnacle Building. Um, yes, the Pinnacle Building had a little fire going on um, downtown where our offices are. But we thank God. He kept us, watched over us, protected us. And I tell you, we got out of there. But there was smoke everywhere. And I'm like, no, I'm getting my car. And I'm heading on now. Uh, so God has been good to us. And we thank God that we're alive and yet alive. Um, the smoke was all through the building. So we just thank God in getting that fixed. Um, this is an exciting time of God. And we thank him for all his goodness and mercy his love and his kindness toward us and um tonight is just like any other night god has kept us tonight is blessed and i think it's one of the most powerful moments that we have in the day is when we get down to the sun being down and it's our opportunity amen and to do some great things and to hear great things and and to talk about great things and to all of those um, that listen regularly we thank god for you we got we're going to touch part two of why should I forgive them? And if you've got any questions or anything on your heart, you can just, um, those who know me well, you can go ahead and text me and we'll proceed forward. Or you can email at tpulliamsr at itshistime.co. And we're thankful we've got a lot of great things going on and we look for them to take a forward course. And to my brothers and sisters in Christ who were in residue from last night um, of this forgiveness. Um, class, I want to say to you, in Jesus' name, here we go again. And uh, I am truly praying for it. I had some great conversations concerning it today. And um, it is true. Everybody's, everybody, at least being honest, they don't know if they can do it. Uh, they don't know if they can forgive like that. And I, hey, I put you to the charge. Um, personally, myself, to say I'm in that boat as well. And that's the, I think that's what makes us different. I just refuse to lie about it. I don't know if I'm forgiving some things. Um, and I'm, hey, look, can we be point blank as we start out tonight? And we thank God for everything and everybody and, and just everything that's happening. Can we just start out honest tonight? Y'all don't mind starting out honest, do you? Uh, let's just be honest tonight. If he came tonight with some of the unforgiveness we have in our hearts, we'll, you know where we're going. We'll be going to hell. And I might be in that boat. I don't know if I've forgiven everybody. Um, I'm working on it. Let's just say I'm working on it. I think you're working on it, too. I think everybody around here is working on it. And Princeton just looked at me and went, yeah, we all working on it. Got to get through some things. Brother Tate raised his hand, and I know some of you got your hands up, hands in prayer status. We're working on this unforgiveness thing because Jesus said it, this thing is supposed to be unlimited. And I don't know if I'm in the unlimited status. I would love to be. But I don't know, but I'm going to read track and I'm going to go through some of the scriptures, amen, that we had already talked about in Matthew, um, the sixth chapter, verse 14 and 15. It said, if you forgive others and their transgression, your heavenly father will forgive you. 
But if you do not forgive others, then your heavenly father will not forgive your transactions and transgressions. And he said, we got to forgive often. That's in the 18th chapter of Matthew 21st and 22nd verse. And Peter came to Jesus and said, um, Lord, how, how often shall I forgive my brother or, and my brother sin against me and I forgive him up to no seven times? And Jesus answered and said, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to seven times seven and then we got on Luke, the 17th chapter, verse three and four. And it said, be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins again, seven times a day and returns to you seven times saying, I repent, the scripture says, forgive him. And I can tell from the writings that's flowing through already. Y'all just being honest that Lord have mercy. I still got that same flutter from Last night, I'm not sure that I'm in that boat, um, but we want to talk about um, um, how do I get out of that boat and placing the decision, the context of the kingdom of heaven and understanding um, the spirit of forgiveness and the spirit of unforgiveness and, and the spirit of accountability. And I love it. Everybody's saying they're working on it. And I'm telling y'all, it's a day by day process because sometimes you just don't want to. Um, because you got your mindset where you got your mindset. I'm working on me, and I pray that you're working on you too. I pray that you're working on some great things over there. And I love all of you because you have the heart of God. With the heart of God, you're consistently working um, to get that out so you can lay aside every weight that so easily beset you. And when I tell you we were in nugget heaven today with all the things talking about the kingdom of heaven and forgiveness, that there were so many nuggets that were put out that I realize in all those nuggets, I still might not do 490. And and I don't know if I want to forgive some folks, but you got to if you're going to get in into the kingdom of heaven. It just has to happen against your own desire. And I'm in that boat. You know, you hang on to things. And sometimes some of the things you hang on to, we know how to falsify um, our presentation records, um, which means we know how to um, falsified that we're okay and we let it go and we dropped it and it ain't dropped and it, until the discussion happened you find out that thing's still there it's still placed in you um but the thing i like about um the thing i like about jesus is jesus has this way of dealing with everything that makes you face the issue of it's not on the person doing the act it's on your response to the act and, you know, y'all don't mind. I told you I refuse to be theological. And um, I want to come at you in a real deal way. Man, sometimes that stuff be sounding crazy. And you like, Jesus, I want to do that. I want to forgive. I want to let it go. Your word said it. I want to be saved, sanctified, full of the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. I want to walk in your way. But, man, it's tough. It's tough, God. But you know what? Um, it's one of the great conversations today. Uh, we were talking about um, the area of, um, all of the different denominations and churches. Um, and so there's a separation in church by color. I think we covered that. There's a separation of church. I'm going somewhere, y'all. There's a separation of church by economics. There's a separation of churches by education. Um, there's a separation of church by gender issues. And there's a separation of church by family values. And then you have to ask the question, with all of that separating in church, where does God get the glory if everybody can't stand each other? Well, it, it comes into the element of it's a full spirit and all of that, that, that whole gush of, of, of feelings and all of that. Yeah, that's a new word. I'm just throwing it out there. 
And hey, man, it, it comes with a whole bucket and crock pot of situations of hearts that haven't forgiven others for their issues. And it's something when you start realizing that um, in our forgiveness, we build a relationship and we establish the element of the power of brother and sisterhood. But we can't if forgiveness hmm, never goes to an unlimited state. I was thinking, talking to a brother in Christ today, I said, what if the person cannot help themselves until God releases them from their action? How long do you forgive them until they're released from their action? How long do, then the Bible says, you you keep working with them until it's done. And how do you know, I'm just talking out of the norm right now. Man, who wants to wait that amount of time? I'm looking at Prince right now. Who wants to wait that amount of time till somebody figure it out? You know, who wants to keep forgiving till the person figure it out? I'm going to bother y'all even more. Um, who wants to keep forgiving till God change them? Who wants to keep forgiving until God changes you? Who wants to keep forgiving while a person keep doing what they're doing and you like, you know better. You know not to do that. And then you left with how, how often? Because these are the moments also in unforgiveness. We find out who's with God and who's not with God. And we find out some elements that it's not about the act. Um, it's not what's done to you. It's how you respond to what's done. And we find out when Christ, whether he's in you, not the act of the other person. Because that's what we super at. We super with. Uh, we powerful judgmental people in the sake of I'm going to judge the element of you and where you at and never look at, hey, I'm sorry, you know, I feel that you can't let that go. My heart breaks that you can't drop that. My heart just hurts that, you you know, you have a, you, you can't quit coming at me. And it's one of those things that you start realizing that person um, that might have the alt or you have the alt, saying to God, man, that Bible is something. It says if you have an alt, go to them. And it never said if the other person got one with you. It says if that person don't receive it while you're repenting. And here it is. In this word of God, it says to forgive them. They come and repent seven times or 490 times. You got to keep forgiving them every time. Clean the record and, and let that thing go. Man, I ain't there. <laughs> I don't know if that's the way it's supposed to be said. Um, I ain't there. Uh, or maybe some of y'all are there and I need you to lift your hands and pray for me. Stretch them out toward um, me and say, Lord, bless pastor that he gets there. Um, but I know for some of us, um, we start looking at that parable uh, of the servant um, that received the blessing of um, the release and, and the power of forgiveness and turned right around and was unforgiving. And my God, that's the status of us today. And it's something when I was talking about um, the profession, his profession of his love for God, um, that servant was false because at the end of the day, it was false because he said, I loved God and I was thankful. Amen. But when that person is forgiven and that person is supposed to forgive and if they don't, mm, but I think it's a, it's a carrying cross problem. I don't know. It could be a carrying cross problem. Um, not wanting to bear the cross of your brothers and sisters, not wanting to, uh, y'all don't mind me relaxing for a second, do you drink a little bit of hot water? Um, it comes into maybe, hmm, could it be? Um, could it be just um, a, a problem with not being able to personally reach a place or maybe um, not being able to cope well or not being able, hey, I'm in a, I'm in a funny place right now, as everybody knows. Um, I'm in my realest place right now that you could ever imagine. I'm in my realest place of the trueness of myself right now and realizing what's going on with me. 
And I'm finding out that, man, if you meet God where he is, you find your truth and you find your grace and mercy. And with that, you find contentment, you find the compassion of God, and you find not just the compassion of God. I'm telling you, meet God at your perfect self, that place of your honesty with yourself, that it's me, all me. I caused it. I'm in the midst of it. Um, I am the product um, of my own decision of reaction. You find out, my God, in that is God's compassion, grace, and mercy, and his forgiveness. And um, you start realizing that thing's inside of me because I met myself at a place. It's something when you finally meet yourself somewhere. Amen. I don't know if I have any witnesses on that. Amen. Um, but it's something when you meet yourself somewhere and finally get true to yourself and go, man, if I look around me, man, because it's, it's one of those things you look around and realize that, wait a minute, am I having a circle of codependency with me? Uh, or do I have a truth circle? Do I have some people around me? Uh, do they help my codependency? Do they know that I'm, allow, I'm they allowing me to be as such or do? Uh, or am I really... Uh, it's something when you go, I'm godly, but I can't stand you. I'm godly, but I don't like you. I'm godly, and I don't care if you live or die. I'm godly, um, but I don't care if you eat. I'm godly, but I don't care if you survive. I'm godly. I don't care if you get hit by a car. I'm godly. Um, hmm, then that becomes the element of understanding who is around you as well. And forgetting that the word of God in that same um, 18th chapter of Matthew deals with the aspect that our heavenly father would do every one of you. If you forgive your brother, he'll touch your heart, but you got to forgive your brother where from your heart. When you get into that third or fifth verse and it talks about the forgiveness from the heart that changes the aspect of what other hearts are around me and, and who is around me that have a heart who has a heart for my situation. I'm going to tell you what, what I'm, what I'm perfectly learning in the introduction of myself to myself. And I know that's going to touch some of you a certain kind of way of the introduction of myself to myself. I'm finally introducing a new person to myself. No, not, not, a, not, not schizo and I'm not bipolar. I'm learning something in my age about myself. And one of the greatest things I'm learning as I introduce myself to myself, I'm finding out this new guy that's evolving and growing on a regular basis, this this guy doesn't want to do some things, um, but he's quick um, he's quick to let it go and forgive about it, and and he's not trying to see it. So that's me, all right. So I'm looking at it as man, if I'm going to forgive, and I'm going to do it 490 times, I'm gonna have to see grace and mercy and compassion and empathy and forgiveness at another level. I'm gonna have to do it. I'm gonna have to do it. But it's not until you realize that, um, wait a minute, I have to get rid of the circle of codependency. I have to get rid of the circle that stamps that mess. I have to get rid of the circle that stamps unforgiveness. I got to, because they'll spit hatred in your ear and they won't tell you that's wrong. Your spirit on that situation is wrong. You need to be loving, caring, and kind. You, you need to be, you need to, you need to try a different method. That is not of God. My God, where are you getting that spirit from? And I'm finding myself being in the boat now where I'm checking me at another level where I'm starting to go, wait a minute, man, come on. Um, but I don't want to falsify the truth of things that, you know, that, that, that there's moments when um, there is sort of a man, there's sort of forgiveness and it's there. And I want it to be a matter of my heart and not of my mind, but my mind takes over. And when my mind takes over, like I told you last night, when your mind takes over, your mind becomes, as I told you last night, the Atlanta Journal. 
And when your mind becomes the Atlanta Journal, all you remember is the regurgitation of everything that happens. Then that struck me even again today. The regurgitation of your mind being the Atlanta Journal means that you did not love. And without love, you know not God, according to the word of God. And which means that the regurgitation of the Atlanta Journal and the Detroit Free Press and the New York Times and and whatever magazine you hold in your mind that remembers the sins of others and keep record of their wrongdoing means there is no love of Christ. There is no love of the brothers of hood and there's no love of the companionship and the relationship of the fellowship. And my God, I know that said um, a lot to everybody because that Corinthians, as I said last night, it becomes a something, becomes a powerful nugget, becomes something that is so powerful because it starts to say um (laughs) love does this love does not count up love does not do this love does not do that um love is not haughty love does not covet love does not backbite love does not do this love does not tear down love is not unseemly love does not expose love so when these things start to run through the raptors from the scriptures you have to check yourself and go, man, if I'm doing all of these, I have unforgiveness and I have no compassion and I have no, uh oh, I have no grace in my heart, no mercy. And I'm truly falling into a place where I'm false to my profession of my faith. Man, I'm telling y'all that, that, that forgiveness thing, like no joke saying, man, should I forgive them? Why, why should I forgive them? What would be the reason? Because the Bible said so. What more, man? You can't read the Bible for blessings. Y'all hear me, HHM? You can't read the Bible for blessings. And we get a charge ready to run around the church 10,000 times. And then we hear forgiveness. And then all praise halt at that particular moment. All praise cease. All praise come to a place where it doesn't even come into the fountain of the mind. No, you have to change that thing. And that Luke 17th is powerful. It says to be on guard. It be on guard. It says, be on guard because if there is a situation, you need to be forgiving. Be on guard. And man, that's, that scripture is a problem for me. And I don't know how y'all feel about it. I know y'all are a little more powerful than I am. I'm like, man, be on guard to be prepared to forgive somebody. That's, I don't care what y'all say. That sounds like some nonsense. But I know it's true. It's the word of God. And if the word of God says it, it's what? It's true. Amen. Um, I gave a statement out and I thank God for the member writing me back. If I wasn't such a believer, I wouldn't be one. And that's what I told him today. If I wasn't such a believer, I wouldn't be one. Because it'll put you in a place where you're going, impossible. Impossible. Now you're telling me to be on guard to forgive. Be on standby to forgive. And that's the only way. Because he forgave us, I got to forgive others. And I don't know if I want to walk down that road. You ever been to where you don't want to walk down that road? And you're going, I'll be on guard to forgive. What? <laughs> be on guard that if my brother and sister get hurt, I got to be there to forgive them. Lord, are you, you kidding me? Why you always got always got us forgiving? Well, okay, can we say stop the act? Um, so don't tap me no more. Don't poke me no more. Don't shove my feelings anymore. Don't do this. Then I don't have to be in a place to forgive. Well, it look like I got a lot of witnesses right now. Amen. But man, any witnesses out there, that's a struggle. My goodness, that's a struggle. That's a, that's a major struggle where you got to go, man, I don't need you poking me. If you poke me, man, that Bible put us in such a flex because then he turns around and said, hey, man, if, if, they, if, they, uh, if they hit one cheek, 
offer the other one. Be on guard to offer forgiveness. That's crazy. Um, but it's the Bible. It's what we must do. It's the word of God. This is how, um, this was how we grow from being children in the word to being grown. When I was a child, I thought I was a child. I did childish things. But when I became an adult, when I became grown, I became a man. I put away childish measures. And to know to do and not to do, that's the sin. To be in the word, amen, and, and not to be able to perform, that's the problem. And Jesus didn't say the problem was the sin. It was the continuation of the sin. So he said, go and what? Sin no more. So if there is not the sin anymore, um, it, it has to be forgiveness that's provided. <sighs> and it's something when you start to have to put yourself in a place, I think I got some witnesses, put yourself in a place where, um, whatever happened, you have to put away. Man, this Bible, I don't, I'm telling y'all, when he gave this and me trying to answer one of your brothers in Christ and his questions and other questions have come out of it today, just questions and and everybody's wondering and, and I'm going, <laughs> how do you forgive in the midst of unforgiveness? And I'm talking about when you come to meet yourself and realize I might not be unforgiving. Amen. And, and, and when you start realizing, amen, and I don't know if y'all been there when you realize, man, I might not be so unforgiving. I might be carrying some stuff on the inside, but man, we got to put away bitterness and anger and then we got to forgive as God forgives. And and I want to put something in your heart. The word of God says in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verse 31 to 32, he said, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another. I'm tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ also have forgiven you. Put away all of that stuff. Is everybody with me? Um, put away all of the anger, the bitterness, the strife, the backbiting, the vengeance. It's amazing that vengeance is something. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord of hosts, and I don't care who you are. You still want to get a little piece of somebody when they do something to you. Amen. But you got to fight with yourself not to respond and then forgive them. And you're going to clench your brother tape and show him some love. But Tate just waved at me like, ain't going to happen in the name of Jesus. And he said, nope, it's not going to happen. But man, isn't that the Christ move in our lives? When we find out, we follow in, we follow in the will of God, the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. When we can lay aside bitterness, we can lay aside malice and wrath and vengeance. And we can lay aside all of that forgiving one another as Christ has forgiven us. Isn't that something? And me not knowing Amen. That the brothers in Christ were going to be so intense in this conversation. And I'm sort of going, my goodness, how tense do we have to be in this conversation? Uh, because at the end of the day, there are things that happen along your journey that sometimes might make you question the element of the journey. You know, it's, it, it, that, that journey becomes intense and you trying to be more like Christ. Let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. And that's kind of difficult because I'm saved, sanctified, and I got the mind of the Atlanta Journal. So if my mind is like Christ, Christ had the mind of the, what, Samaria Journal or um, some newspaper back from Bethlehem. Amen. Maybe it was the Bethlehem Free Press. I don't know. Um, but it's amazing. Jesus kept forgiving, forgiving everybody. And I got to be more like Christ. I got to be more forgiving than I... Man, I tell you, I'm going to be honest with you. It is almost better not to even hear the message about forgiveness so you can go ahead and be unforgiving and then you can keep walking whichever way you walk in. But to hear it, to know it, to do it, amen, and to walk in, it becomes the task to be unforgiving 
and to forgive others and to put it away and be tenderhearted one to another and to be kind, fruit of the spirit. That boy, that Bible, amen. That word of God, amen. Is anybody with me? That word of God is something else. Amen. The word of God does something to you in a way where you start to have to measure um, my my forgiveness beaker. And then he turns around and says, now, at the end of the day, I need you to be an imitator of God. And when you get that um, in Ephesians, the fifth chapter, and you start going, I got to be a what? A imitator of God. I got to be like God. Man, now we're in the struggle realm because I got to walk in love as Christ loved us. Got to love one another, offer and sacrifice God. Um, and offers and suffering, sacrificing ourselves. And then he said, you got to smell like God. You got to smell like the things of God. You got to smell like the element of God. And I don't care what anybody tell me. You can try all of this, but that unforgiveness will still pop up in your spirit. And you got to rebuke it. And we said yesterday, we got to rebuke the spirit of it. Man, that becomes a task when you got to rebuke the spirit of unforgiveness. And, and unforgiveness don't be wanting to go nowhere. Amen. And even though we know um, that forgiveness is spiritual, it's the quality. Amen. It is a quality of the spirit. But let me remind you of something. Those spiritual things cannot be measured or limited. Love cannot be measured. Grace, mercy, and joy, as I told you yesterday, cannot be measured. And which means uh, forgiveness cannot be measured they are natural spiritual they are not physical they are spiritual elements so you gotta pray to work on your forgiveness and i'm not even saying this because i need some forgiveness for something because it's personal you in trouble if you're looking for forgiveness from somebody else you are definitely in trouble what you need to be seeking is that you are the forgiver and watch what god do if everybody is forgiving toward one another and you start realizing that, my God, and then in this, in the reality of the spirit of forgiveness, I got to forgive you forever, and I got to consistently forgive you, and I got to forgive everybody. And now I don't put you in vice, amen? What's that vice I put you into? Now you got to forgive more. And one of the toughest things is, is forgive yourself. Try to forgive yourself for some of the things you've done and some of the places you've gone, things you have put yourself into, the words you have said that you can't retract. And the devil is he's amazing. He tries to flip things to make you think you have put yourself in vice. No, he's a forgiving God. And once God forgives you, it doesn't matter about the element of things. I'm going to bother some of you real quick. Usually if God forgives you, you don't have to discuss it anymore. Y'all with me? And so if he forgives you, you ain't got to have a major discussion about that, that element. It's only the unforgiving who wants you to revisit what you've been forgiven for. But um, hmm, I, I'm a little different. Um, I'm starting to realize as I to go back to some minutes ago and we start looking at the heart of some things of who who is around me and who sets the tone of who I am. If you understand relationships and good nature relationships, good hearted relationships and relationships that are pivotal to the change of your moment, you'll find that they are major at being careful with their mouths and not offending and using the words of sinful nature to crush people because life and death is in the power of the tongue. Um, I was telling the brothers in Christ today, I said, the power is not in who said it. The power is in who refused to say it. Um, so I just helped somebody out right there. The power is not in who said it. The power is in who refused to say it. 
because um, I was telling them that you got to be careful on some things because you can be fooled by the element of it. So I made a statement um, earlier. I said, you can bake a cake with dirt. Um, it don't even matter what the icing is. So if you bake a cake with dirt, icing don't even mean anything because the host of the cake is just dirty. Amen. So um, you can fluff it, cover it, make it look a certain kind of way. But if the inside of it, mm, <laughs> if the inside is dirty, what the icing is really don't matter. So you might want to check yourself, make sure the inside of yourself is not dirty and the outside is glossed up so other folks can might bite of your dirt. Um, be careful. Christ died that you might have life, that you have life more abundantly. Hey, work on that forgiveness button. Let that thing get on the inside. Maybe somebody can look at you and want to poke the forgiveness button. Amen. And I'm going to help some of you um, sometime. Sometime who you're dealing with in the circle of them and who really co-stamps you might not be good for you. It's hard to walk more perfectly with unperfect people. So you got to get close to God. The closer you get to God, the closer God will work with you. And I tell you this, if you ever want to get good at forgiveness, um, take the scoreboard and the scorebook pad that you have, toss it in the trash, toss your journal, and toss your and toss your newspaper up your mind. Get rid of it, and just start to figure around. Yeah, how long are you gonna be on alert? How long are you gonna be on standby for forgiveness? And I know the devil gonna attack some of you and gonna question it, but don't worry, don't worry. You're not gonna fail. You're gonna be healthy in your relationships. You're gonna do great things because you're gonna learn. Love doesn't keep score. Love doesn't offend. Doesn't hurt. The Bible says love does not expose. It does not put people out there. It brings them in, washes them up, gives them another chance, and shows the hand of God. I call you blessed tonight. And once again, I don't know why I sound like Walter Cronkite, but we thank God for it. <laughs> tight laugh. I sound like those 1960 and news, and that's the end of the news. Amen. I call you blessed on tonight. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. And I present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy to the only wise God. I send in glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. And we all say amen. Hey, on tomorrow, try some forgiveness. Maybe try it tonight. He forgave you. Man, don't be that servant that got forgiveness and wanted the next to be hailed to the charge. I call you blessed. May the grace of God rest rule and abide with you. Good night. I love you too much to forsake you I want to bless you and embrace you You gotta come to me cause I don't chase you But I suggest you choose me but I won't make you This how you get your break Cause I really need